across the galaxy. This is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime. This is the Free Zone with your host, Freeman. Hello and welcome to the Free Zone. Well, we just had the emergency broadcast system test and, uh, well, I mean, people made a, a huge fuss out of this and you know, were putting up all of their Faraday cages and doing everything they could to block any signals coming to their house. And to be honest, I wanted to have a bit of a test myself. So I did put my phone in a Faraday cage, turned on in a Faraday cage in the microwave because I was curious to see if the frequencies could get through. If this was something that, uh, you know, was just going to nano or, you know, quantum quantum signaling, signaling going into the phone or if I could block it. And yes, I did block it. I got no emergency broadcast system message on my phone. I even took it out of the microwave in the last five minutes of the test just to see if it would get through the Faraday cage and still nothing. And then even when I turned the phone on, uh, still nothing. So but what what? The panic over the uh, emergency broadcast system that I saw on X uh, just lets me know that the world is really yearning for something very weird to happen. I mean, uh, people just want something weird to go. And yet we have a congressional hearing with uh, insiders coming out telling us that we have non-human biologics and back engineered craft. Uh, NASA announces they have a new UFO UAP uh, source coming out to the people, De Department of Energy. Even the Border Patrol got involved in releasing UFO information, which is, of course, now UAP. And then, you know, to put the cherry on top, Mexico literally wheels out crates of, of bodies of aliens and, and exposes that to the public. And yet it seems like this just isn't weird enough. As a matter of fact, on my Twitter feed, I have an alien walking around uh, New York City. I don't know if it's a costume or not, honestly, uh, but nobody cares. Right? Just nobody cares. And yet we get these stories of when the presidents get the UFO file and they're shooken. They're, they're, they're just demoralized by reading this. And uh, so what is it that is really going on? And so every time we have a new plateau of the exopolitical spectrum, it is always my goal to talk with Dr. Michael Sala. Now, he is the author of the Secret Space Program book series and has a new one out now called the U.S. Army Insider Missions. And this one is book two. So book one uh, gets into uh, this Army Insider's missions in space and out of space here on Earth. But this new one, uh, seems to relate more of the Earth-based extraterrestrial connections on here. So please uh, give a, a loud and loving aloha to Dr. Michael Sala of exopolitics.org. Welcome to the show, Michael. Aloha. Great to be back, uh, Freeman. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a few years, so always nice to talk to you again. Absolutely. Well, you know, <laughs> things couldn't be uh, more exopolitical ever than right now. Did yeah, you... well, it's a great time uh, to be doing this research because now you're you're watching, uh, you know, this this awakening, very slow awakening uh, that's that's happening. All the major pu publications are coming on board and. 
you know, you really, you you really see how this is kind of like a deliberate effort, I believe, to undo like uh, over fifty years of programming. That because I mean that's the thing, you know, there's been psychological warfare against the kind of UFO issue uh, since 1953. Yeah, that's when the Brookings, uh, that's that's when the uh, the Robinson panel released its report saying that belief in the flying saucer issue was damaging to national security. And so they had to begin a program of education to ridicule it to make it something that would not be weaponized by the Soviet Union. That was explicitly what they said. They believed that the flying saucer issue would be weaponized by the Soviets because the American public was gullible. So a vast psychological operation had to begin to educate the public that there was nothing to this topic. It was ridiculous. And any academic, any professional uh, that was taking this uh, this subject seriously was um, either a fool or a spy. So, and that that began in 1953, and so all the way up to 2017. So we're talking uh, what what is that about uh, 64 years of this kind of unremitting unrelenting program of psychological warfare where any any person in any position of authority uh, could not talk about this issue without it threatening their career. And they decided that they were going to, and this is, we're talking about the deep state, they decided that, okay, now they're going to have to turn things around and start the process because they have a plan to disclose or to weaponize the UFO issue in another way. Now, now they're going to weaponize it, and we're not quite sure what it is. You know whether it's going to be a, a kind of a false flag alien invasion, whether it's going to be some kind of alien contrived event. But they're going to weaponize it. But in order to do that, you had to undo, you know, 60, 60 uh, plus years of psychological warfare. And so I think that's what's that's what's happened. So in the last uh, six years now, you know, so, you know, you, if you kind of like quick rule of thumb, if you say, well, it takes one year to undo 10 years of psychological programming, well, we're, we're about right, you know, over 60 years of psychological warfare to ridicule the topic. And now the uh, deep state wants the topic to be weaponized uh, in a way so that they can pull off some kind of false flag alien events. So they've got to now make it a topic of great seriousness. And that's what we're seeing. We're now seeing it's it's been since 2017. In the last six years, you can see slowly but steady, steadily, they are making this UFO issue uh, a topic of important national security. And they're kind of dragging everybody to to the table now that this is a serious national security issue. So, yeah, everyone, as you mentioned, you know, the the Pentagon, NASA, the intelligence community, uh, the Congress, they are all talking about how serious this issue is, and and I think a lot of the the professional class, you know, they're scratching their heads, kind of thinking, 
because it's in, been ingrained. You know, I mean, we're talking sixty years of psychological warfare that this is a nonsense issue. It's, there's no there's no substance here, and now they're being told the opposite. So you know, but it's been six years now of of this, and now I think where where people are are ready, or I think that the deep state has probably uh, prepared people sufficiently that this is uh, the people are primed. They now believe the issue is a serious one. And so now they can pull off whatever it is they, they have planned. So um, I, I think it's going to happen in the next uh, six months. You know, I think before this UAP Disclosure Act goes into effect, I think they're going to pull off some kind of alien false flag event. Now, do you think that uh, the changing of the the UFO to UAP was part of this psychological operation so that they didn't have to use the term UFO anymore and sound weird. But yet, let me just toss in that when I look up UAP or I see it on the news, they there's a different name for it every time. I've seen unidentified anomalous phenomenon, which to me seems awfully redundant, but that seems to be the major one. Uh, I've seen unidentified an aerial phenomenon. I've seen unidentified autonomous phenomenon. It seems like though they're changing it from UFO to UAP that nobody can actually agree on what UAP means. Yeah, well, they introduced the UAP term uh, because uh, they want to control the narrative. And the way you control the narrative is you bring in new terminology and people using the old terminology going you know way back into the 50s when the ufo issue first came up and you know ufos from the very beginning were synonymous with flying saucers and of course over over the you know 70 years that the ufo issue has been around uh, people have put out a massive amount of information substantiating that this is a kind of extraterrestrial phenomenon, that there's a cover-up, that there's all these things that are associated with the UFO phenomenon. And and so we're talking 70-plus years of of research into this topic, and so they want people to be directed into a narrative that they control. So they want to bring in this new terminology, say, well, uh, we're really interested in the this kind of unident- unidentified anomalous phenomenon that the UFO issue is something that has too much baggage with all these crazies that uh, kind of like into fringe conspiracy theory. You know, we're into serious national security studies, threat to the American heart, you know, heartland and all of that. And so, uh, yeah, so they're wanting to control the narrative and you can see the way they've been rolling it out, that it's a very tightly controlled. That you know, like they established this kind of artificial ground zero, which is two thousand and four, when you had the uh, the USS Nimitz incident, where you have the Tic Tac uh, UFOs being sighted by pilots, being recorded on radar, and and records being taken, and then eventually being shared and people have seen the videos people have heard the pilots and so they they consider that to be you know the beginning of this uap phenomenon and so the professional class and you know we're talking people now that 
like really diving deep. I mean, you know, good good example would be this, uh, you know, the, the Ross Coulthard, the the new Australian journalist. I mean, he's he's looking at all this stuff going back to two thousand and four, um, and so I think that's what's happening. So you now have uh, new terminology, uh, a highly controlled narrative that the UAP issue really goes really begins with 2004 when you have these Navy pilots coming out and credible records and everything before that is kind of like uh, unreliable because uh, either the witnesses are unreliable or the photographs and the videos are, are kind of unreliable. They're, they're not, you know, not calibrated instrumentation. You know, they'll come up with some kind of scientific jargon to dismiss, you know, radar photographs, video that kind of goes back to the you know, 50s and 60s. I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of um, kind of radar video, you know, reliable pilot testimony going all the way back, but they want to, I think, control the narrative. And so, yeah, so everything's, everything is now kind of like artificially constructed around 2004, the, the Navy pilots seeing these phenomena, and and ever since, so yeah, and and they have a lot of gatekeeping now. So you you will find that yeah, there is uh, this kind of new cadre of professionals or people who have, are kind of like new converts to this. I mean, this uh, Avi Loeb uh, from Harvard University, um, and and of course the the many others. Ross Coulthard uh, is is another example, and many others. Who are kind of relatively new to this, and so, you know, they're they're kind of like not aware of this older literature, and they dismiss that. They think it's not important. What's important is, you know, the new data, uh, and and so that's where we are now, and and that's where we kind of get into the David Grush testimony because that's, I think, also part of this, you know, new narrative that they're pushing out on UAPs, just to keep it a threat. To only discuss the threat of the situation and not anything but. Yeah, I mean they they want to make sure that uh, this UAP narrative is considered a, an important national security issue that that it concerns threats, um, and and they are kind of throwing out these juicy morsels, you know, like the David Grush testimony. I mean, he talks about non-human intelligence. He talks about uh, reverse engineering efforts uh, of uh, crashed UFOs or uh, retrieved UAPs. So, you know, there's enough there to kind of really get the public's interest because like, oh, wow, holy cow. I mean, they've, they've, got, they've got retrieved UAPs or re- retrieved uh, kind of like extraterrestrial craft. But you can, if you like dig into that narrative, you can see that it's all built around the idea that, oh, yeah, they've, they've recovered some of the craft. These craft have been uh, unsuccessfully studied. In other words, there's been no uh, no successful reverse engineering. That if you go all the way back, even back to say the the Roswell incident, that there's been no successful reverse engineering in all these years. Even though these uh, top notch corporations have been studying this, so that's the, that's the new narrative. It's like okay, you know, the 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 extraterrestrials. Are real. They're they're this non-human intelligence. Again, the new jargon. You know, they are the they are the ones that are behind a, a lot of the UAPs. Uh, that um, you know, it's a national security threat, 
some of the craft have been recovered, studied, they're sequestered away in various uh, corporate facilities, and but none of them have been successfully reverse engineered. And, and that achieves a, a few things as far as the national security or as far as the deep state is concerned, because if if you if you um, acknowledged that you know some of these craft have been successfully reverse engineered, then you're going to be legally liable for people claiming to have uh, been abducted by these craft, uh, by say uh, government reverse engineered spacecraft or alien reproduction vehicles you know, because there's a lot of people that say that yeah you know we were abducted but they they were they were soldiers they weren't extraterrestrials and they they you know they abused us or they did this to us um or there are people that say well I was recruited into these 20 and back programs and we went out into space we were out there for 20 years 40 years or whatever and we came back and they abused us they kind of like made us forget everything that didn't compensate us for 20 years, 40 years of service and did all these things. So by saying that, you know, there's been no successful reverse engineering of these uh, alien spacecraft, you avoid any kind of legal liability for the misdeeds of uh, the secret space programs. And so this is, this opens the door to kind of space force and space command, you know, soon rolling out some of the uh, reverse engineered craft and saying, well, you know, this is what we've, uh, you know, we've had breakthroughs and this is what we've just built. Lockheed has uh, unveiled to us these brand new flying triangles and look what they can do. And, you know, and of course, they're just rolling out stuff that was built decades ago. Absolutely. Yeah. They, and, and not to mention a hundred years of free energy that we could have had, right? Like, <laughs> Uh, but it seemed like at the same time they were trying to discredit Grush, David Grush, with the uh, PTSD. They were also bringing up the fear with these uh, Peruvian goblin aliens, uh, seven foot tall, that were attacking a city or a town in Peru. Uh, that seemed to just keep bubbling up like that story wouldn't go away. Uh, another threat. And then there was the Las Vegas one where there were seven foot aliens that were there in the people's backyard and they called 911. What do yeah. you think of those kind of stories? Yeah, well, this is where we kind of get into the whole you know, black hats, white hats thing. I mean, I think there is a, a factional war going on, and I, I think that uh, you, you know you can look at the the whole thing with those uh, UFO shoot downs earlier this year in February of this year, where you had the you know the, the you know the so called Chinese uh, balloon, then then you had these three UFOs that were shot down by NORAD. First time NORAD has shot down uh, these kind of unidentified craft like that before and then then you have those incidents las vegas and peru i think that i think that was part of this kind of like rollout to kind of get people ready for some kind of false flag event now at the same time though i think there are those you know that we would consider to be white hats that uh want to prevent that that they want to prevent this kind of uh, descent in the chaos, because I think, and people have been saying, well, you know, that what the deep state is planning has to be something that is a uh, uh, kind of like, a, in terms of scale, a magnitude of order or two above what happened with 9-11, that the 9-11 issue, of course, 
uh, made the, the whole war on terrorism uh, front page and dominated the American psyche for kind of well over a decade. So in order to do something like that, where you you imprint the American psyche with some kind of like overriding fear, you know, I mean, I mean, you had, you know, people from high school, you know, volunteering for the army and the Navy because they wanted to now go going to the hills of Afghanistan to fight these terrorists that attacked our country. And so that, you know, I mean, there you have a false flag event, I think, that was very successful in imprinting the American psyche in such a way that you inspired the younger generation to enlist to go fight in these wars, these useless wars in the Middle East. And, and, and of course, you know, a whole generation was was lost kind of fighting these useless wars and, and trillions of dollars Went down the drain um, in in the in Afghanistan and Iraq, and so now they want to do something similar. And I think the, the plan is to come up with some kind of false flag alien event that can similarly imprint deeply in the American psyche. Uh, you know this kind of a horrendous attack by aliens that could like again once again inspire people to go out and join Space Force. And go out there and kind of like uh, you know, join these uh, new fleets that are going to come together and go out there fight the aliens or the negative beings or however they want to frame it. And and so this this is where I think you have the factional war because you know there there are white hats that realize that the the future of our planet is in cooperating with positive extraterrestrials that positive extraterrestrials are here, that they are part of these organisations like the Galactic Federation of the Worlds, the Andromeda Council, the Ashtar Command, the uh, Council of, of Five. I mean, many positive organisations. And and if, if you imprint the American psyche in the way that the, the Black Hats want to do it, you know, some kind of false flag event, that is blamed on extraterrestrials, then it's going to make it very difficult for cooperation to, to really grow in the way it, it needs to go. Because I think the White Hats understand that the, that the long-term threats to our planet um, uh, are from these negative extraterrestrials who have been kind of like have had to leave our solar system, and there are multiple sources that talk about that, and that and that they kind of like are outside. They're watching, and they're very good at infiltration. Infiltration, and that they will come back at some point. And if and I think the White Hats understand uh, that when they do come back, we we need to have a very powerful space force or uh, that a united military, planetary kind of space defense. And so that means that you know they 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 want to develop this uh, kind of like United Space Command, like a, a planetary space uh, staff, staff fleet, if you like. And and they want to do it with the cooperation of positive extraterrestrials. And so you're not, you're not going to be able to do that if you have a kind of like false flag alien event that imprints into the American and the global psyche that these aliens attacked us. So I think that's where the battle is because I think the White Hats understand 
that you know this is what the black hats want to do they they want to scare people they want to frighten them and think make them not trust extraterrestrials and that's part of this kind of like um the former minions of these negative extraterrestrials you know that's what they want to do they want to poison the well they they don't want they want to prevent positive relations with uh, the benevolent extraterrestrials so you know i think there's this kind of tug of war going on so you know this is where it's not clear if if there is going to be this kind of massive uh, false flag event that that mirrors, but at a scale at a scale of magnitude, uh, you know, ten or more that of what happened at nine eleven, but it, that involves aliens because I think the white hats are are trying to prevent that from happening. Yes, that sounds about right, and it, I'm. I'm keeping us short this uh, first section so that we can get deeper in the second section. But it did make me think of that aerial school event. Um, that's what it was called, right? Where all the children are drawing pictures of these greys and then they were told that we need to save the planet and the kids were all upset about it and there were enough, uh, enough collaboration, enough people talking about this that this really came up more and more. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did I get the school name wrong? I'm not sure of that particular, you know, what you're talking about there. I'm not sure of that. Okay. Uh, it was in the recent TV series uh, Encounter. Um, sorry. I thought I had the name. This was a random thought I didn't mean to get into. Uh but you've got me thinking about this because that was the other kind of message with this. Uh, so in Zimbabwe, uh, 62 school children claim they saw aliens after the UFO landed. And this was, uh, 1994. I see. I, I, that's right. That's the new series on, on Netflix. I haven't seen that, but, uh, yeah, Steven's, Spielberg, I think, is one is the executive producer of that. Yeah, um, yeah, and I I recall just seeing a a trailer of that involving uh, you know these children uh, having some kind of encounter, but I haven't seen it, so I don't know too okay. much about this about the series and exactly what it was that the children experienced. I was just making the connection in that um, the children were were saying that the the aliens the greys they were greys uh were warning them about the destruction of earth and that you know climate change and all of that starts tying into this uap story <laughs> uh but no worries there uh but you know again just taking it to the situation where the black hats get to keep control of the threat and that the aliens are here warning us that we're bad humans doing horrible things on planet earth and that we need to have them as our saviors is a kind of feel but, yeah but i mean the whole thing is 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 really fascinating because um, i mean there are so many narratives out there now about the whole ufo issue and of course, you've got you know people like Spielberg, who have been putting out a, a lot of information to kind of like uh, prepare people for for whatever narrative the deep state wants. So I, I know, I mean, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, you know, when Spielberg put that out, 
I mean, there there was a, a real kind of effort to disclose that the extraterrestrials are here and that they, they're benign. And so that's so that he came out with that close encounters. Um, and, and of course, you had uh, E.T. Uh, that Spielberg had put out as well. And, and then you had that mini series that Spielberg put out, uh, I think it was in the uh, early 2000s. I can't remember, 2004, 2005. Uh, Taken, uh, you, you probably remember that. Right. I mean, that was that was disclosure right there. I mean, that was pretty wild in terms of exactly how well it described this kind of multi-generational abduction phenomenon. Uh, so, you know, so, and, I, and I think there was, you know, again, Spielberg was, I think, given the task of getting the public ready for some kind of uh, disclosure event. And, and it didn't happen then. Um, and so now I think uh, you you have a repeat. I mean, Spiel, Spielberg, I think, with this new series, uh, I, I think he's, again, get, priming the public for some kind of disclosure narrative that is going to be unleashed. And, uh, yeah, I mean, talking about the greys and and focusing on the the global climate and how that's out of control, that kind of fits with the deep state agenda. Exactly. So you have uh, an upcoming webinar and also live presentation, going to be both, uh, the Galactic Spiritual Informers Connection that happens October 20th to the 22nd. Do you want to uh, inform uh, the audience about this? Uh, yeah, that's uh, you know, that's going to be really a, a very important conference because uh, it has some of the, the leading contactees that are working with some of these uh, benevolent extraterrestrial organizations. And I mean, that they, they you, you have people like um, Elena Danans, Jean-Charles Moyen. Uh, you have uh, others like uh, Tony Rodriguez. Uh, I'll be there. And uh, a bunch of others that are kind of like revealing what is happening now with these benevolent extraterrestrials. And, uh, you know, Elena Danan, Jean-Charles Moyen, you know, they're, they're a, a kind of class in of their own. I mean, because you know the, their experiences are just so phenomenal. Uh, JP, uh, he, he is. Uh, let's just say uh, he will be there. Really? Uh, yeah, um, but he'll be uh, in the background. We're not going to reveal his identity or anything like that. Uh, but I'll be putting out his information. So in, in a way. Uh, he's he's there with me uh, on stage because I'll be putting out his information, his latest information. But uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be there as well. Uh, and, and folks, just so you know, we're going to get into JP in the second hour, so uh, stay tuned. So yeah, so people are going to learn about what the latest is happening in our solar system because it is a big picture of different extraterrestrial groups that are working with the Earth military. And and despite what people believe, yeah, there is a lot of cooperation uh, among the major powers when it comes to space, space events. Um, and, and that even though, for example, Russia has been totally vilified in the international community, in space, 
Uh, there's a lot of cooperation between Russia, China, the United States, the Five Eyes, and so forth, in these, in dealing with these positive extraterrestrials. Now, now China is in its is kind of like going its separate ways, because the US, I, I think, rightly doesn't trust China, uh, because I think they understand the Chinese psyche, psyche that the, that the Chinese have the attitude that they're just going to take all of the secrets of the West and reverse engineer them and and using their massive kind of like industrial manufacturing capacity kind of overtake the West and and become the hegemon. And so that's their plan. And and, and so and we can see how this has happened uh in terms of the blue water navy. I mean uh it's been I mean for decades people I mean, all our lifetime, everyone grew up uh, believing, knowing that the United States Navy was the biggest, the most powerful Navy in the world. Well, that's no longer the case. Uh, China's Navy, in terms of the number of warships, now exceeds uh, the US Navy. And that's because uh, China's industrial capacity uh, is so much greater uh, than the, uh, the US Navy in terms of shipbuilding. Uh, I mean, it's it's a factor. I mean, it's an incredible factor. I think it's like as much as a hundred hundredfold in terms of the efficiency and the number of shipyards China has compared to the United States. I mean, the United States has, I think, two, maybe three naval ships shipyards, whereas China has uh, many more than that. And they work around the clock. They don't have any kind of problem uh, in putting out lots of ships. So. This is what the those in charge of the secret space program uh, are viewing, and they understand that China they have an incredibly uh, intelligent workforce. They are excellent at kind of like reverse engineering uh, Western technologies or extraterrestrial technologies, and so they realize that well, if if we give China full access to all of the secrets, then they're just going to quietly build these behind uh, you know behind our back and overtake us and we're not going to allow that and and the chinese have decided that well you know they're going to they're going to go their own way they're not going to comply with whatever the restrictions uh us space command and the earth alliance ap- applies to them so that's so that's what's happening in deep space but there's a lot happening out there and and of course you know a lot of people are just totally unaware of that because the sources of information uh, aren't there. So that's why this uh, Galactic Spiritual Informers connection is important, because this is where people get a real sense of what's going on from people who are plugged in to the different extraterrestrial organizations out there. It's time to reevaluate what we believe is going on on planet Earth. And it's not all just Earthlings, folks dealing with all of the things that we're looking at. And who knows why the we're looking at the transformation of humanity using mRNA technologies. We're watching the transformation of the planet uh, through geoengineering. And, you know, you got to start to wonder if there's more to this than just the deep state uh, and of course, we know that there is, and we know that this is going on. Even the military's own uh, textbooks list four separate alien entities that they had in the in their textbooks, 
And we're looking at, you know, at least I, I think when we first talked, Dr. Sala was uh, 57 different alien species interacting with planet Earth. Um, it's a very it's it's time to reevaluate what's actually going on on planet Earth, guys. It's been long enough. And now they're allowing you to know a little bit in the inside. Yeah, it was a bit of a uh, dud when they just brought back the Tic Tac and David Grush. And we were looking at, you know, there's so many great UFO videos that they could have showed. But uh, they were sticking to this military threat program. And so we only got to see the Tic Tac UFOs and the, the Nimitz uh, attack and, and keeping this thing a threat. But there is a lot going on, and Dr. Sala has many books on this. I think you're up to nine in the space uh, secret space program series. Yeah, uh, that's right, nine. The, the the ninth one just came out. It's the second volume of the JP space missions, and uh, you know, I mean, he's well. We're going to talk about him soon, so I'll let you, uh, you know, direct me when you want to talk about him. But yeah, he's he's uh, he's a unique individual when it comes to this whole phenomenon. This is a fascinating story, and it feels just like a, a, a science fiction series that, uh, you know, I, I, just a, on a strange side note, all of the extraterrestrial science fiction stories that the high language was uh, Mandarin or Chinese, uh, they all got canceled. Firefly, they used uh, Mandarin as their high language in there, and uh, despite all its popularity, canceled and then there was another one that just started out of nowhere. I can't remember what it's called because it didn't even last long enough. But they also used uh, Chinese as the high language in there. And that's uh, future. And they were chasing these crystals throughout space to bring back this uh, energy back to planet Earth. And that ties into Dr. Sala's new book, U.S. Army Insider Missions, book two, so please, folks, get over to exopolitics.org and dig as deep as you possibly can, because, I mean, uh, Dr. Michael Sala and I had our very first show back in 2007. And so you can understand this is a long and deep subject that is not going away. And if you want the, the, the best source, as far as I'm concerned, it's exopolitics.org to go and get that deep information can they also uh get tickets for the galactic spiritual informers connection there uh no not on my website uh, i'm not the organizer they have to go to just spirit uh, galactic spiritual informers.com and they can they can get tickets there so just galactic spiritual informers.com is the website all right. Now we'll make sure you guys got that link right here so that you can check it out. Where is this happening? Uh, that's going to be in Orlando, Florida, for, uh, oh, wow. October 20 to 22. My old stomping grounds. Yeah. <laughs> right there by NASA. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, visiting again. It'll be my second visit there. And um, yeah, I mean, Orlando is a very interesting area. I think there's a lot of underground facilities there. Uh, and uh, actually, it's very interesting. Uh, JP had an experience where he was, when he was living. I mean, when he was living in Orlando, uh, he was picked up. He was taken in this white van, um, and he was driven into an underground facility there in Orlando. And he said that a a group of reptilians met the van. A group of reptilians came out. 
and met the van. And so the guys in the van came out and they said, okay, we've got someone for you. So JP got out of the van and the reptilian said, he's not supposed to be here. You shouldn't have brought him here. Take him back. And and so they had to bring him back. So no. to my mind, I I when I remember that incident JP described, it's like, wow, you know, there are underground reptilian caverns there in Orlando, and they're probably doing some kind of uh, human sacrifice, taking people down there to be sacrificed. And uh, I don't know why it was someone had the bright idea to take JP down there, but it's very interesting that the reptilians recognize JP as someone that was off limits to them. So they know, you know, these these different extraterrestrial groups, they know who belongs to who. I mean, I've seen this. This has happened before. Um, you know, I, I know others have described a similar process that, that um, a, a negative group may do terrible things to people, but if a contactee or someone that is the property of another extraterrestrial group shows up, they won't touch that person. They'll say, no, that that person isn't supposed to be here. Take him back. And, but the others, but the others, you know, they're they're kind of like they're they're ripe for whatever. So, um, so yeah, so there is something very dark under Orlando. I think it does involve reptilians. It does involve um, uh, human sacrifice, and it goes back a long, long time. And Doesn't... I think I think this is part of the reason that the organizer Danny Henderson uh, wanted to do it in Orlando because yeah, that you know you got to bring the light to the dark areas. Absolutely. That's probably why I was born there. Uh, <laughs> and I don't doubt this one bit because H.W. Uh, Bush uh, announced that to be the first point of light in his thousand point of light system. And we all know the nefarious activities of the underground in Walt Disney. So plenty to get into. And uh, that's a great premise or primer, primer for what's to come in the second half here, guys. So I hope you will come over to freemantv.com and subscribe, help keep this show on the air, keep everything going, be a producer of this show. It's uh, cheap and fun and you get a lot of information. So come over to freemantv.com and subscribe and let everyone know that this show is still going. The Free Zone with Freeman Fly. It's on every podcast app out there. So just look it up and share, please, because I'm losing all my effectiveness and sharing as I'm banned off of all the different social medias there are. And you got to come and find out why and know that this is not a new topic here, but we're going to get into the subterranean reptilians and much more, maybe even the missing children in Maui and all the things that could have possibly gone on there. Uh, 2027 arrival potential and, and much more. So uh, please come over and subscribe and, and enjoy this and help keep this show on the air. And let's give some love to Steve Mercer, the associate producer here. If you want to help out and get guests on the show, write him. Uh, his email is producersteve at freemantv.com. And I hope you all will follow me on X, on uh, X slash freemantv, so that you can get all the little weird news articles that I often mention on the show, just like that alien wandering around New York City and nobody even batting an eye. I, I really got to wonder if they overdid their job in getting us to not be concerned about this situation. But we're going to get more and more into this. So uh, come on over and join. 
And let's take this into the members section, Michael. I'm really looking forward to picking your brain on some things that I don't feel like we should talk out in the open. So that's what the members section is for. We can get into anything and everything there. So thank you all. And we will see you next week. Thank you.